Welcome to the Art and Science of Horsemanship, brought to you by Equi University. Equi University is an educational website dedicated to improving horses' lives through owner education. I'm Dr. Richard Godby, your host for the Art and Science of Horsemanship and founder of Equi University. In this segment of the Art and Science of Horsemanship, we're going to discuss feeding the mare in late gestation. After much time, effort, and cost in getting our mares bred, we are now ready to see the benefits. Many mares are in the last two to three months of gestation, the last trimester. During this time, the fetus will experience 75 to 80% of their development. The nutrient requirements during the first and second trimesters did not differ significantly than they would have had she not been pregnant. During early gestation, we fed the mare based on her stage of production, lactation, work, etc. In the last trimester, we began to alter her nutrient intake to help meet the demands of the developing fetus. If we shortchange her in these nutrients, she will draw on her body reserves to meet these demands. This often leaves the mare with the reduced reserves, especially energy when earning lactation. We want our mares to be in a body condition score of about six when the foal is born. Prenatal nutrition for the mare is as important as that for humans. A nutrient deficiency during pregnancy can have a profound effect on the horse later in life. While this podcast is about feeding the mare in the last trimester, that is not to say her nutrition earlier in pregnancy is any less important. While there is scant data specifically in the horse, there are multiple studies in humans and other animal species showing the importance of fetal programming and how nutrient deficiencies can lead to health issues later in life. This is related to both under and overfeeding. This is discussed in the video series, Feeding the Growing Horse Correctly, and related specifically to fetal programming. This podcast is directed to the requirements for energy, protein, calcium, and phosphorus during the last trimester of gestation. Maintenance and the first month of lactation requirements for these same nutrients are included as a reference. As the mare enters the ninth month of gestation, her energy requirements increase about 15% over those needed for maintenance. Energy needs in the 10th and 11th month increase by about 20 and 28% respectively. The digestible energy intake needed for each of these months is about 18, 20, and 21 megacalories per day. A good quality legume hay, for example alfalfa, fed at about 2% of the mare's body weight will supply each of these requirements. Her protein requirement increases more as a percentage of her maintenance needs as her pregnancy progresses. Compared to maintenance, she needs 26, 33, and 42% more protein in months 9, 10, and 11. She requires about 1.4 pounds of protein per day at maintenance. This increases to about 1.76, 1.85, and 1.97 pounds of protein in months 9, 10, and 11. As before, feeding alfalfa at about 2% of her body weight will do a good job of supplying those requirements. The primary mineral requirements that are changed during gestation are calcium and phosphorus. Both increase relative to maintenance and stabilize in months 9, 10, and 11. During the first month of lactation, the nutrient demands placed on the mare are as high as any time in her life. Her energy requirement is equal to that of a horse in race training. Her protein, calcium, and phosphorus are also significantly increased. Applying sufficient feed and dietary energy during this time 
without causing digestive issues is a major problem. Feeding only a forage, even as energy dense as is alfalfa, will fall short of meeting her energy demands in early lactation. Feeding alfalfa at 2.5% of her body weight during this time will still not meet her energy demands. Feeding about 20 pounds of good quality alfalfa will supply all of her nutrients during the last trimester, but during early lactation it will not occur. While her nutrient requirements are being met, I encourage horse owners to begin adding a quality grain source to her diet during the last trimester. I recommend this for a couple of reasons. First, her forage intake may decrease due to the developing fetus taking up space in the abdominal cavity. More importantly, she's going to need grains to supply her nutrient needs post-foaling. If we have not begun to adapt her digestive system to the grain and must begin feeding it rather quickly, we may cause a laminitic episode or induced colic. If a mare has a body condition score below 6, you need to begin feeding grain even earlier, probably months 7 or 8. I like to feed the same grain I'm going to feed during lactation. My preference is a feed formulated for growing horses. If she is already on this feed, I will not have to change the feed post-foaling. The foal will begin eating with her at about two to three weeks of age, and I want the foal to be eating a feed designed for growing horses. While feeding the mare in late gestation is not difficult, we do need to remember some basic horse husbandry. The last trimester, although having the greatest impact on some nutrient demands, is not the only critical time in feeding the pregnant mare. Nutrition of the mare and the health of the foal later in life are intertwined. We call this fetal programming. The third thing is to maintain the same feed in the last trimester and early lactation to minimize digestive upsets. The fourth thing is to have the mare in a body condition score of 6 to 7 prior to foaling. Thanks for listening to this segment of the Art and Science of Horsemanship. If you have any questions about this or any other segment on these podcasts, you can send an email to me, drguideb at equiuniversity.com. Additional information can also be found at equiuniversity.com. Thanks again. <music>